Is that like a is a scream a scream that makes you squeamish? A scream? A scream? A squeam. No. Squeam. Apparently it's shapewear. Shapewear. It's a corset. Shapewear. To make humans different shapes. <laughs> <laughs> From the shape they normally are. That's a funny way to put it. <laughs> I mean And it's exactly what it is, but it's just it yeah. just sounds funny when you put it that way. Make humans different shapes. It's like, you know, triangles and that's what I think of. <laughs> Parallelograms. <laughs> Rhombus. Um <laughs> I've always wanted to be a rhombus. So tomorrow you think is a special day? I don't think it's that special. Okay. Um there there are I don't know. You you said you asked me if I knew about 420. Well, right. So we were getting breakfast catered tomorrow. Okay. And I, and I wasn't sure if there was a, an occasion um related to that or if it's just at breakfast. Um and so, and I looked at the date, I looked to, looked to see if there was a holiday or something I wasn't thinking of, and I noticed that it was April 20th. Okay. Um, which is this thing. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I don't know. It's, so there's, there's a drug thing, and then there's just like this other thing um, that I don't think are related, but then there's some people who maybe like to celebrate both of them, and that's like a weird subcategory. So it's a dr- so four twenty. So there's two possible things. There might be more. I don't even know. Okay. Yeah. So there's, there's two that two. you know of. There's two that I know of. Okay. Um, one's a drug thing. One's a drug thing. So the idea is that on four twenty, either at four twenty p.m. or on the day four twenty, probably at four twenty p.m. or a.m. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, people like to smoke the marijuana. Okay. Um, at that time. On that day, in and around, yeah. I don't know why. I actually don't know why that connotation exists. But, uh... That's weird. It is weird. For, like, why... Presumably, people want to smoke marijuana on other days. Yeah. At other times. Right. I think it's, like, an excuse thing, right? If you're like, oh, look at the time you know we should be doing that thing because i need an excuse you know okay i don't know uh so that's one thing there's another thing that is um a horrible thing oh that would be hitler's birthday oh (laughs) you sound a little too cheery about that (laughs) well i oh i mean yeah it's someone's birthday it is someone's birthday but i guess i didn't know that I mean, of course, he has a birthday. It's just not not something I'd really uh, right ever looked up before. Yeah, and I don't. So that's one of my questions: is is the is the drug holiday related to the Hitler birthday? Huh. Is it seems wrong? I don't know why it would be. Uh, I don't. I don't think of people who smoke marijuana to be to have anything to do with the Nazi party or. Right. Celebrating such a person as horrible as that man. Um, so, yeah. You seem, you seem desperate to assert actually, your dislike of, of him. I mean, I think it's good to say at least once if we bring up the, I mean, I don't know. 
I assume people give us the benefit of the doubt, but right. you know, I don't know who's going to be listening to this a hundred years from now, like yeah. a thousand years from now, you know, I assume this is evergreen right. content that will never get old. Uh, well, it'll get old technically, but you know, yeah, like an ever, like a tree, like a tree gets old. An evergreen tree. I mean, is that like, like any other living creature? No, evergreen. The way it gets old? Evergreens, specifically. Evergreens, specifically. Conifers. We are going to produce rings. Mm-hmm. Yep, and needles. And needles. <laughs> that doesn't sound good either. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. In <laughs> uh, cones. Oh, okay. So, like the ones that dogs wear? No, like ice cream cones. Right. I... Yeah. I mean, really, it would probably be more like the cones you find on evergreens. Oh, well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Huh. 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 So why would, why would we get breakfast for either of those? Well... Is it going to be breakfast infused with marijuana? There is a there is a, an effect that some have for marijuana where they are, become very hungry. Oh. From the effects. So... Huh. Did I just say that? Whatever. Yeah. Um, the munchies. Yeah. A, a potential symptom. Um, which I think is partially why it can be prescribed to uh, someone going through cancer treatments who just feels nauseous and like doesn't want to eat ever. Right. That can like make you feel hungry and make you want to eat something. Right. Uh, it also so, makes you feel better. Yes. There's the kind of right pain, the opposite, relief, the pos- the opposite of feeling down. Right, right. Uh, anyway, so hmm. I don't think that's why we're getting breakfast. No, I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> so, just a thought, just a fleeting thought <laughs> a, that I had. Huh. Uh, that all happened quite quickly in my head. I was like, "That's probably not true." Yeah. Um, I'm glad I know about this now. I think. Yeah. I don't know how I'll use this information. No. You won't, hopefully. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's no great way to use that information. Hmm. Uh, but now you know. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a band recording session coming up. Whoa! Wow. Do you hear that sound? Is it your phone? I think it's this heater. <clears throat> um, I do. Mm. So the the band. The band. The band. We've that spoken I'm... about it before, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the band that I'm kind of in. Well, no. The kind of band that I'm in. It's actually both. It's the kind of band that I'm kind of in. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of a band because it's kind of just a band for this re- purpose of this recording session. Right. So it's not really a band. Right. And I'm kind of in it in the sense that I was not really in it. Kind of hired to play guitar. Right. In these recordings. Um, so there's kind of a double kind of kind of in there. <laughs> okay. But yes, we are, we are, we've been practicing for a few months. Uh, we have 11 songs um, under our belts. No songs above our belts. No. Um, and yeah, I think we're, I think we're ready. We so we're recording this weekend, uh, a few days from now. But it's not remote recording. You're you're actually getting together for the. 
before yes. recording. Yes. Because, like, a lot of the practice has been remote. Uh, in what sense? Like, when you actually practice with them. Mm-hmm. We practice. Oh, we practice. Together. Oh. Where, yes. Where uh, is it? Uh, in Charlestown. Okay. There are um, storage. There's a storage unit place that also rents out practice spaces. For okay. Bands. So, as you walk through the halls, you hear random bands doing their thing. That's cool. Uh, it is cool. It's hmm. nice to have, it feels, um, I don't know. There's a certain culture in those practice rooms that it feels like a college dorm room. Right. Except the two people that live there decided to not have beds and just have a drum set and like <laughs> beer cans and amps and guitars and yeah. Um, so it's kind of a funny, a funny vibe in there. Nice. Um, but it's fun. So we've been doing that. We've been practicing for a while and everything is kind of coming to fruition. Yep. Um, the, the singer is, um, he lives in Colorado, so he just flew in, uh, this past weekend. So we just, we've just now been able to all practice together. Um, we did practice with him once before, but now it's like, you know, some things have changed some songs have changed. So it's. Um, kind of interesting to try to bring it all together in the last week here. Yeah. But, so I've been busy. We're, we're, we're practicing like three times this week. Um, and then we're going to go in the studio. I'm excited to go in the studio because I, I haven't, so I've recorded my own stuff in my own apartment. Right. You know, a few times. Um, but I don't have any, I was just thinking about that. I'm like. I was I was surprised that I hadn't actually had any. I've never been in like a professional studio recording yeah. thing, <laughs> where people are paying to make a record. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of cool. I'm excited about that. Yeah. It'll be oh, fun. That's cool. I'll take some pictures, and uh, I'll tweet about it. Do some recordings, <laughs> <laughs> video, audio. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's I'll cool. have some some good things to report. Hopefully next week. Nice. Um, I bought some beer equipment. Ooh. Yeah. I went to, I took your advice after the last episode. Okay. And I went to Uber. Nice. To the homebrew store. Yep. The local homebrew store. LH. Yep. They are super nice. Yeah. 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 One of the things that was really cool that you cannot do online, which I'm surprised you didn't tell me about as a feature. is the fact that they have um like a room full of buckets of grain yep and you can just like go in and scoop out your own sort of custom yeah grain mixes so that's that's actually a whole that's a brand new feature of that store oh okay um they added that a few months ago or maybe in the past six months or something right um that feels like something you i mean you can do that online but you can't go and get a good feel of yeah. What the grain smells like. Yeah, you can um, actually taste it. You can, yeah. you know, chew a few grains to see what that one, if, yeah, know, how, what how roasty is. that is or how yeah. caramely or whatever flavor you're looking for. Um, so that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I went and got myself a hydrometer, a thermometer, and a glass carboy. Nice. So that I could do secondary fermentations. Cool. So that's pretty exciting. Awesome. Sorry about uh, getting you into a hobby where you spend That's okay. 
there aren't yeah. a lot of hobby hobbies where you don't spend money. That's true. They're rare. Um, they're out there. But they're yeah. rare. Uh, and less stealing. Fun. I feel like they're less fun. Stealing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might have to buy some equipment for stealing. Oh, that's true. Well, or do you steal it? But how do you oh. steal the first yeah. time to get the equipment? Hmm. Listeners, if you have any ideas, please uh, sponsor us. Steal this podcast. <laughs> yep. You had a beer in the fridge that said steal this beer. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Right. That is from... What is that from? Oh, uh, Lord Hobo. Lord Hobo. Lord Hobo. Okay. Which might be the most hipster name for a brewery <laughs> I've ever heard. Okay. Lord Hobo, uh, based in Cambridge... And they have a second um, brew pub slash brewery now in uh, Woburn, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Beer things happening in Woburn. Yeah. It's because all the supplies are there. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I wonder if that ever happens. They pop over. Run out of, hey, I just need 8,000 packets of yeast real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have any of those? Well, they just need one and then a couple of days. A couple of, yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. I'd like to try that next to actually um, get a yeast starter going. Right. Which is where you... I thought um, that's what you said you'll do. Or do you just rehydrate the yeast? I Yeah, so lately I've just rehydrated it. Okay. Which is where you don't actually um, give it any sugar. Right. You, you just, just give it hot, it warm water, up. and then yeah. it starts to kind of come alive and um, uh, reproduce a little bit. So it's like there's more uh, more yeast cells are ready to go, but yeah. not like exponentially. It's just like kind of gets them ready and acclimated to right. doing their thing. One of the problems I was, because I was interested in doing a yeast starter, mm -hmm. um, one of the problems I was reading about is that if you give it different sugars, it will like activate those enzymes in it or something oh like it's your yeast starter is not going to match your um wort okay so what i've heard um which is probably related to that is uh, i have a friend who makes them and he uses the dry malt extract okay. as the sugar so you he has just like a pound of that in a you know right bucket that he keeps yeah and um and uses that to add to the yeast right. and the water so that it's already basically the same kind of malt. Does the malt extracts get broken down at all while you're boiling? Um, in what way? Like, like um, the, the starches? Right, into simple sugars. Uh, da, 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 I don't think so. I thought that was the whole point. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, in other question. words, why would you boil it? For an hour. You... Oh, okay. So mashing, I think, is what breaks down. No, I'm confused. Hmm. It depends if you're starting with an extract or a grain. Right. If you're starting with grain, you need to break down those starches. But malt extract, that work has already been done for you. Okay. So it's basically just sugar at that point. Like it's right. The starches have been broken down. Okay. But if you're malting, or not malting, if you're mashing... Mm. which is where you take grain and you create the sugar water. Right. You need to, you need, that's when you need the specific temperatures to hit the end, to get right. the enzymes going and 
break down the starches so that they are so they are fermentable sugars okay um but yeah cool does that make sense yeah okay cool 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 apparently we have uh some listener feedback (laughs) from a matt yeah massachusetts let me pull that up (laughs) (laughs) it's good stuff I'll edit this. You'll, Silence out. You'll no, you won't. No, I won't. No, sure. <clears throat> I'll, I'll just. Uh... Okay, I don't want to re- really prefix with this this with anything because I think it's it's pretty good on its own. Okay. Okay. Uh, the subject title is episode twelve, evening edition. Oh, referring to our previous episode. Yep. After you talked about pastafarianism. Matt mentioned the Church of the Latter-day Dude and Dudism. For reasons I cannot comprehend, neither host took this opportunity to reference the Big Lebowski or even demonstrated any understanding that Dudism (laughs) and the Church of the Latter-day Dude bear any relation to this film. Right. This was shocking and disturbing on a number of levels, which I'm going to attempt to capture here for you, but I cannot guarantee that this list is exhaustive. When Matt introduced the topic, he said something like, I'm not sure where I saw this, which is plausible enough, but it seems close to impossible that he did he did see this church referenced somewhere, but did not also see its Lebowski origins. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt here and concede that it's possible you can see a name of a church and be amused by the name, but not bother to look into the origins. Later on, a description of the church was being read, which suggests to me that someone had taken the time to look up the church or had copied and pasted notes about the church somewhere, but yet again failed to note the Lebowski connection to the church, which was almost definitely in whatever document the text had been captured from. Matt's failure to note this connection and Ian's failure to guess the connection suggests that neither host might be familiar with this movie, which also pushes believability a bit since it's been about... So it's been out for like 18 years now, and you've probably had two hours of time open somewhere in there. (laughs) If neither of you had seen the film and Matt somehow found an article describing the church, but not referencing the film, then we have a situation where everything is acting honestly, but just seems statistically very unlikely and is noteworthy because of the low odds of that happening. If this is the case, please find a time to watch this film in the near future as its content is quite relevant to your podcast in ways I can't explain to you and you still won't understand after watching it. <laughs> if Matt has not seen the film, but Ian has, there is, some, there is some blame to be left on Ian here for not guessing the connection. Although maybe he was so focused on the latter day part, this is the play, of, <laughs> the play on the official name of the Mormon church, that he failed to make the dude connection. If Matt has seen the film, but Ian has not, this might be the most interesting scenario, then it strikes me as plausible that Matt was dropping this church name into the conversation purely to test Ian's mental pattern detection prowess, and as a polite way to find out if Ian has seen the Lebowski film without actually asking Ian this question directly. Why would you need to avoid doing that? I don't really know. It seems pretty innocent as a question. 
The most disturbing possibility here is that both hosts know exactly who the dude is and what this church is, and the entire conversation was a scripted exchange to create the impression of a lack of awareness of the film in the episode's listeners purely to generate mental fury and ultimately emails like this one. This is sort of maniacal and genius on a level I had not really anticipated, and I'll need to rethink a lot about this show if it somehow proves to be true. Good day, sir. The Big Lebowski is a film? I Is it? I thought it was a book. Anyway, do we have any other, any other topics? <laughs> um, uh, yes, The Big Lebowski is a film. Yeah. Are you aware of it? No. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I've heard of it. You've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Let's go that far. Yeah. I don't know what it's about. Is it about gangsters? Maybe. I don't know what it's about. No. That's a, that's a great question. What is it about? Um, have you seen it? I have seen it. So it's that possibility. Yes. That I've seen it and you ha- that you've seen it and I haven't. Yes. And yeah. So dudism.com uh-huh. doesn't mention the big Lebowski. Oh. Except in the footer. Okay. In tiny tiny print <laughs> under the copyright. Does it say the dude abides anywhere on the page? Dudism is a religion deeply inspired by the Big Lebowski. Okay. The dude abides. Mm-hmm. Uh, only in a Facebook comment. So Jeff Bridges in the Big Lebowski has some uh, some key phrases. One being the dude abides. Wait, who? The dude. No, no, sorry. Who? Who did you say has uh, some key phrases? Jeff Bridges. Okay. Yeah, I mean, mean. Uh, the character, right? Well, give the me actor. A, give me a quick synopsis of um, the Big Lebowski and whether I should watch it. Give me a big synopsis of Hunchbig and why you should listen to it. <laughs> I asked first. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it, and also I, I, I uh, you know, it's just about living your life. Okay, trying to do your thing. And uh, and abiding. <laughs> okay. You should watch it. Okay. You should go to watch. Um, I'll do that. But yeah, uh, I think it's better if you don't, if you have no context, <laughs> which is how I, I had when I watched it. Uh, so I want that for you. Hmm. And all the listeners out there, if you haven't seen it, yeah, please see it. I'll try and see it and we can talk about it mm-hmm. next week. Let's do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Sounds exciting. It's really good. Yeah. It's good. It's not really good. It's not. I don't want you to be. It's not as good as. How do I have. I want you to have no. What was the other film you made me watch? The game. The game. Is it as good as the game? Oh, it's not as good as the game. No. But maybe it will be for you. Because different people have different tastes. Yeah, I don't think that's something we acknowledge hmm. on this podcast. No, some people have wrong tastes. Yes, that you can't empathize with. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm very open-minded. Yeah, as long as people think the same way I do. 
you're open to other people agreeing with you. Yeah, I'm open to that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wide open. <laughs> yep. So did you know Boston used to be a huge exporter of ice? A huge exporter of ice? Yeah, before refrigeration. Before global warming? No, that's not what I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Before, before... Uh... Refrigeration. Before refrigeration, yeah. Yeah. obviously ice was a thing. Ice box. You would have an ice world. box. Yeah. Is that what they would call them in uh, the UK? An ice box? Yeah. What? Um, like a cooler? Like, uh, so we have refrigerators now. Yep. Uh, my grandparents had an ice box before electric refrigerators, uh, which is where you would put ice in and your food in. Uh, yes. Would you call that a cooler? <clears throat> no, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Why. I'm not that old. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> okay. Got so. it. So Boston was um, specifically. Um, yeah, there was a lake good here. at making ice. There was a lake here called Lake Wenham. There that, was a lake. There still is. Okay. A lake called Lake Wenham um, that had particularly clear ice. And hmm. it would be uh, shipped back to Europe all the time. Okay. And sold. Uh, the first shipment that they tried to send to England, um, the customs officials had no idea how to tax it. <laughs> uh, and so they just waited and eventually it melted. <laughs> and then they, then they had to think of a way to handle that. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. Were they trying to like classify it as, well, it's, it's water. Right. But do you tax water? It's also something you sell. No, I... They didn't sell water. Okay. I think that was the problem. Right. It's like, if you just brought a bunch of water, they'd be like, uh, okay, I mean, you can have that. <laughs> yeah. But they brought a bunch of ice to sell. Right. Like, Wait, right. but it's just water. It's a commodity. It's, yeah, it has more value than water, but it right. is just water. But it's really clear, which makes it even, there's even less in it yeah. than non-clear ice. Right. It's more valuable, but it's more purely water, <laughs> right. which they say has no value. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah. So I think they were just... Conundrum. Yeah. I like that. They had to scratch their heads a bit. It is weird to think that ice had to be shipped. Yeah. I mean, didn't did it have to be shipped? Or was this like a luxury product? Yes. Yeah, it was just Yeah, like, it would be really expensive. I just want the clearest ice for... Yeah. For what? For for, for your cocktails? For your castle. Right, okay. For, I to don't serve. Know, ice sculptures. Ooh, yeah, maybe. I actually have no idea. To serve at your ball. Yeah. Put in your to cognac. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what they had back then. <laughs> they had, I'm pretty sure they had cognac. Yeah, okay. Um, and really rich people would put ice in their cognac. Right. And if it was murky. Just because they could. Oh, yeah. Great. That... You don't want that. Um, so that was the thing. Presumably people also used it for keeping stuff fresh. Mm. But but yeah, you don't really need the clearest ice for keeping stuff fresh. Right. Unless you're rich and you just want that. Murky ice is fine for that. Yeah. But then like people were, when this first started happening, um, people were really upset by it. They said it was unnatural. Food shouldn't last that long. <laughs> and so oh how far we are from that <laughs> yeah there was a there was a f- uh french um fruit merchant and it came out that he was using ice to 
uh, uh, keep fruits while it traveled on the train. Okay. Um, and basically he was, uh, boycotted wow. for this. Huh. Um, which is crazy. That's interesting. I, w- I wonder how much food we eat now would, I mean, all of it really would not survive if we took, if we took away the preservatives, preservatives right. Um, or like how laughably well, short I, its life would be yeah. if we didn't do all this modern crazy stuff to it. Yeah. I mean, America is a bit of an extreme in that mm-hmm. way. Like, um, like in England, you can still get milk delivered on your doorstep every day because it goes off after a couple of days. Hmm. Um, goes off. Yeah. goes bad. Yep. Um, goes off. Yeah. So you'd get like a pint of milk in the morning. Yeah. Hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Food, food here definitely lasts far too long. <laughs> like bread after three weeks is still okay. Oh yeah. That's just insane. Freaks you out. Yeah. That's weird. Hmm. I feel like I will be pre- perfectly preserved when I die. <laughs> <laughs> if you stay here long enough. Yeah. I had a uh, fancy English muffin. I was going to have a fancy English muffin. We, we bought... Um, and then it went. Bad. I bet English muffin is actually a horrible word for what these are because okay. I, I doubt anything close to this. What this thing is is made in the UK. Okay, <laughs> it's like this. Uh, I forget the brand, but it's like uh, you know they're at, sold at the fancy stores, Whole Foods or whatever, and they're okay. Very like dense, and there's a lot of like cornmeal on them, and they have this kind of a oily texture to them i think there's just a lot of oil and butter in them are they like spongy um they have yeah do they have um holes in the top no um they're really good they're really good because i think i don't know i don't know how they make them but they're amazing um (laughs) i have no idea what you're talking about yeah uh maybe they're made with like corn flour or something i'm not sure but they're great and we had eaten three of them or four out of five of them or something. And there was right. one left and we had it going for a few days. We went away on a trip, came back and I was really excited to have the last one. And I like got out the, the, uh, cream cheese. I almost said sour cream, got the cream cheese, some butter, was ready to toast it up and there was mold on it. So, and it had only been a week, maybe a week and a half. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I was upset that it was there. Right. But I was kind of happy, like, all right, this might be legit food. <laughs> it's, it's going bad. Yeah. Like, that's, that's respectable. <laughs> there are things... I understand that. There are things other than me... Right. ...that will eat this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, ice is still exported today. ISIS? Ice. Oh. Ice is... Um, that blows my fucking mind. Like to Iceland imports ice. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, quick question. Yeah. Does Greenland import green? Or do they have green? Um, do they produce green within their borders? You know, they're like the other way around. I do, yeah. Yeah. Greenland is icy. Iceland is Iceland's green. Iceland's greeny. Yeah, so maybe they want to import green from Iceland? From Iceland. They should just call it a trade. Yeah. No tariffs. You'd no... think you'd think that Iceland would import ice from Greenland, but they actually import it from Finland. Where does Finland get the Finns? 
Greenland? Norway? Oh, yeah. Obviously. Mm. Uh, <laughs> England exports ice to China. Exports ice to China. What? Just say, say that again. <laughs> okay. England exports ice to China. Yeah. No, that's wrong. That's weird. Ice exports from England to China have Still. tripled over the last year. I don't think we were exporting a lot. I don't understand. But now we're exporting three times. How much times energy as much. does it take to like keep the ice frozen? Yeah. On the way. Why would you Is it they have water. Is it flown and they can Do they fly it? Do they ship it? You wouldn't you have to fly it? I don't know. If you shipped it, it would take too long. It would be water. Well, you could cool it on the I'm you could have <laughs> a freezer on the ship. Why would you? I'm sure there's freezers on ships. You know, shrimp comes from ships all over the world. Comes from ships. Comes from ships. <laughs> comes from freezers. Really cold ships. <laughs> That's what I learned. Shrimp comes from freezers. <laughs> uh, then I moved to Massachusetts, and I'm very confused. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It is really weird. Why? Why? why, why? So, is that a luxury thing? Shipping ice. I don't from... think so. Huh. I don't think it's labeled as British it's ice. It's just, we need ice. We need a lot of we ice need... from Britain. Yeah. That doesn't seem economical. There's closer. Something is weird there. What? <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah. It'd be really ironic if they ended up using that ice to make iPhones somehow. Why would that, that was the secret ingredient. Why would that be ir- ironic? Because it's it's something that you would never think is a true thing. Huh. I, the word ironic is a little... Yeah, why screwed. would they need ice from England? Um, it's more polite than... I don't know. I don't know. You need British ice to make yeah. Apple products. Which is an American product. Right. Designed in California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Hmm. A lot of questions today. I feel like we have a lot of questions. We not just, many answers. We're just posing questions. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And yeah. we're giving false information <laughs> and just waiting for emails to pour in. Yeah. Maybe we should do this live. Emails will pour in. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, there was a space thing that happened. Space. Yeah. Um, Stephen Hawkins and that Ukrainian or Russian guy. Who's that billionaire? I'm just going to say about. Stephen Hawking. I'm going to nip that in the bud. <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. Not Hawkins. That's not... That's one fewer email. We'll get... Hawking. <laughs> I get... Stephen we get one... Hawkins. We get one I like uh, feedback email every, like, four episodes. I'm already, like, grumpy about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not actually grumpy about it. I that like, was an amazing email. I like Hawking. I laughed a lot when I read that. Um, I think he should change his name. Okay. So that's what happened in space. Stephen Hawking changed his name to Stephen Hawkins? Yes. Wow. Um, how did that affect uh, space? Uh, not at all. Okay. Space was happy because there were more S's. Right. <laughs> space. <laughs> um, so this is the thing about sending tiny probes to... Um, the nearest star from us. Okay. Um, Alpha Centauri. Okay. Um, so the sun is further away than Alpha Centauri? 
It's a fundamental misunderstanding here. The nearest star. The nearest star from us. Right. I guess not including the sun. Not including the sun. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the sun. Alpha Alpha Centauri. Yes. Okay. How is that related to centaurs? Um, Are there horse people that live in that system? Well, I mean, that's what they're looking for. Okay. With these probes. So they're looking for alien life got it amongst other things mm-hmm. i think the alien life is just sort of like a small bullet point right at the end of the list of things they want to do really yeah because oh, that should be number one that should be alpha on the priority <laughs> but but there's not it's not a big probability that they're going to yeah. find life yeah whereas um one of the things they're trying to do with these tiny probes is accelerate them to um, 0.2 times the speed of light. Yes. So 20% of the speed of light. Did we talk about this? This sounds really familiar. We did talk about this, but we were very drunk. Oh, was this in the... Th- okay. Yeah. Yeah. That never happened. <laughs> never happened. <laughs> <laughs> if, a, if a podcast is recorded but never released, did it really Did it happen? really happen? No. You no. just said it never happened. Right. Okay. Right. Unless you pay five ninety nine a month for our Patreon account. No, just kidding. Just kidding. It would be... I'd be upset if you started a Patreon account. Would you? Yeah. Okay. So there's a... Noted. There's a uh, ridiculous photo that's going around of, like, all these lasers shooting wow. into the sky. Yeah. To accelerate these... Uh... Oh, the lasers aren't coming from Alpha Centauri. <laughs> no, the lasers... Okay. They're going to. The lasers are shooting the probes... To accelerate them to 0.2 times the speed of light. That's neat. Um, <laughs> Wait, they're, but, they're calling them nanocraft. Yeah. How small are they? I got the impression they were like um, the size of a small iPhone. Oh, okay. I don't, wouldn't call that nano. That's a, that's pushing it. <laughs> An iPod nano is much smaller than this. <laughs> not, not the six, like the whatever the smallest incarnation was the, the original the new the new one is small yeah well sure. not the smallest but yeah, if you want to the five size okay so um, so lasers are propelling yes these these ion cannons is that we could call them i guess so a different thing that might be a different thing maybe you these know. things are really small um seems like they would have to be for light to propel them. Well, I think I think they're they're supposed to be really small, but then they'll um, create like a large surface area with a sail or something, mm. so that like a solar sail, so that the lights could actually push them. What's a solar sail? Um, so the sun's um, flinging out shit tons of material um, yep. and radiation. Yeah. Um, are the fact that we have um, a magnetic field with the north and south pole means that a lot of it gets directed away from Earth. Okay. Um, huh. Which is good for us, because otherwise we'd all be dead. Interesting. Okay. Um, Magnets. Doing right. The, doing their thing. Yeah. That's why we have the Northern Lights, mm-hmm. is because um, there's this weird phenomenon where, uh, like, the magnetic uh, field of the Earth gets, like, slowly extended. Okay. So it's not, um, it's not like that torus shape. That you usually see for magnetic fields, you know, where it comes out the top and goes round. And... Did you say tor- torus? Torus, like a donut. Oh, okay. I thought torus was the was a bull. 
for the constellation <laughs> Taurus. Okay. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, you can... Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do now. Okay. Um, but it will People get... listening probably don't, but it's fine. <laughs> Instead of it being a Taurus, a Taurus shape, it will, like, get elongated. Mm-hmm. And then, um, eventually, uh, it will try and go back to its normal form, and a bunch of the... Equilibrium um, is involved, maybe? I guess. I like to say that. Sure. Yep. And then a bunch of the ions that it's usually reflecting come back into the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, that's what the Northern Lights is? Which ionize nitrogen in yep. the atmosphere, which gives off a green light. Wow. That's cool. Yep. What is the difference between... Um, wait, what did you just describe? The Northern Lights. Northern Lights. Okay. What is the Aurora Borealis? Is that's that the same thing? Same thing. Yeah. That's the fun scientific term uh sure okay is it not just a finnish word aurora borealis uh sounds latin to me seems like a latin thing borealis wish we had access to a computer yeah that would be really useful right now instead i'm just gonna have to reach back into my yeah psychic center where do you type on your psychic center (laughs) i mean you're you're typing everything i say so oh true (laughs) it's true you type it on a keyboard yeah um yeah i don't know maybe that is the scientific name sure let's go with that i feel like i could it looks like like when you're reading uh you know like a tree book like you're when you're reading a tree book looking at trees yeah you know you're looking at leaves you're like oh what leaf is that and you look look at your tree book and it's like, oh, that's Aurora Borealis. Like, it looks like a, what, you know, a scientific... Why? Uh, oh, name for a tree. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, a tree book. I don't have Come a tree on. book. You should have a tree book. Why? Why would you need to because know the scientific name of a tree? In Pennsylvania, and that's what you need that's to know what? about. Trees really? and snakes. And uh, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Identify your trees and your snakes. But... You can get through elementary school. <laughs> do you know the Latin name for snakes? All the snakes in Pennsylvania? Uh, Viperus. But, um, but I mean, would that help? Copperheadus. Like if you... <laughs> that's not... Aurora Borealis. <laughs> Those are the three three main snake genus... Genus I. <sighs> oh, the space thing is called Starshot. I feel like I should say that. So oh, I, okay. I've seen... Something about that, yeah. Yeah. Because we talked about this before. Right. Right. <laughs> wow. Um Yeah, it's probably a good thing we did not release that. <laughs> we were, we were all also whispering for that whole recording, I think. Oh, really? Oh, you don't remember that part? <laughs> I don't remember that. Because it was very... Uh, well, it was getting kind of late, because that was our third go at it. And um, I was like, you know, we live in an apartment, and... Uh, <laughs> Katie from Massachusetts was probably trying to sleep at that point. And so I was like, okay, we can keep recording. We have to be really quiet. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't know how long that actually lasted, but uh, wow. Good stuff. Huh. Uh, I bought a thing today. Oh. I bought a couple things today. Um, what think- you, the more exciting thing I bought was not this thing that I'm holding that you're looking at. That's a distraction. <laughs> okay. That's a decoy. <laughs> it's very plain. <laughs> a headphone jack uh adapter uh no the more interesting thing that i bought i hope we'll see okay is called an amazon echo oh yeah yeah i know this 
Uh, they're on sale today, 15% off. Yeah. If you're listening, it's too late, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Alexis? But, uh, Alexa. Alexa, sorry. Alexa is the name of the... Uh, is the, she easily offended? Well, not yet, because she's not here. But <laughs> if this was two right. days from now... Actually, they're back ordered now because of the sale, I think, so it'll be a week or two mm. before um, Alexa arrives in the form of an Echo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited about it. They're, so it came out, I think, last year sometime, and it kind of didn't make a big slash splash. Mm. Did I say slash? You did. A big splash. Alexa were a psycho killer. <laughs> Didn't make a big slash until uh, she figured out how to hurt people. <laughs> um, yeah, so it wasn't like a huge deal at first. People were like, oh, this is pretty cool. Uh, maybe in a few years this will be a thing. And I feel like it's just gradually picked up. I just keep hearing more and more about it. Right. Um, huh. I've seen a couple in the wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was one at the, actually at the, the house that we bought when we went to the inspection, I guess. Hmm. We there was one on the on the counter and I was like, "Are they recording us? <laughs> are they listening to? You know, are we giving up any information by talking in here in this in this room?" Huh. Um, I heard a weird thing about um, Google Glass taking Google Hangouts off of the Glass App Store. Google Hangouts off of the Glass App Store. Yeah. So you could no longer use Google Hangouts with a Google Glass. And Interesting. They were, they were saying because people were worried that they were constantly being recorded. Hmm. They took off their own app from their own, from app, their store own app store for their own product. For their own product. One of the few. <laughs> because they thought that people were would be creep were No, people were upset. They didn't think that. Okay. But people are also, well, okay. But if you have, I don't know, if you, if you buy one of these devices, like that's like, that's what it does. Right. right? Like you're, you've bought into that idea. I don't yeah. understand this. Like, oh, it's creepy. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're wearing a camera on your head <laughs> and like, sure, there's going to be some weird stuff. Like you bought into that idea. That's right. my opinion is that you should not be, hmm. I don't know. Just like if I, when I get this echo. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know. There's microphones in this thing. Like, yeah, that's what it, it's the product. <laughs> like, it's listening to you all the time. Yeah. So you can say, Alexa, tell me how many, you know, ounces are in a cup. Yeah. Um, and she'll say, do you mean fluid ounces or the weight ounces? And then it gets confusing. And then you just give up. Yeah. Because ounces are the dumbest unit. Throw it out the window. <sighs> Was that your fault? Ounces? No. Not personally. Hmm. Mm. Plus, we use uh, we use metric now. Is that true? In England, yeah. But they're called English units. Um, oh, imperial I thought they units. were called imperial units. Yeah. Well, which empire? Um, <laughs> let's be honest here. Uh, you have your own version of some of the units, which which is weird. Like a mm. U.S. gallon is different from an English gallon. Hmm. I don't I don't know how much an English gallon is because we use liters. Yeah. In an English pint, an imperial pint. Is a thing that I've seen referenced here, uh, which is, I believe, 20 ounces instead of 16. Hmm. So if you get a pint of Guinness, it's 20. It's an imperial pint. It's going to be 20-ish. Right. Whereas technically a pint here is two cups, which is 16 ounces. 
Okay. Fluid ounces. Which makes sense why half pints are a big thing in England and not a big thing here. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the half pint when we went to Ireland. Mm. It was a nice... Um, it's a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to try something out. So but, think, not, but not just taste it. You like want a good, you know... Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things we still use. We still use pints for beer and milk. But that's mm-hmm. about it. Everything else is in liters. Hmm. And then we still use miles, which I don't know why. Everyone else uses kilometers. Yeah. We should just use kilometers. That's true. But apart from that... Because, yeah, Ireland had kilometers. Yeah. I don't know why England doesn't. Weird. Um, I just hate ounces. Why, like, whose idea was that? We have ounces for volume. I mean, we could find out. I don't know which it was. Well, probably Mr. Ounce. It was someone's idea. Mrs. Ounce, maybe. I, you know, I don't want to. Um, but which, but you have an ounce. Let's say it started with uh, weight, right? The ounce was for weight. Right. And then they're like, oh, we need a unit for liquid, for, for volume. What should we call this? How about ounce? Like, no, ounces are for the other thing. But is it, is it the same weight? Uh, maybe for... Like, is, an, is a fluid ounce of water... One ounce, one... Yeah. No, I don't think so. No? Have you mm, measured it? Let me think about that. Could be. An ounce of water. You never know. Eighth of a cup. Is that an ounce? It feels like I would ounce. be. I'd be slightly satisfied if that was true. Yeah. But still completely offended that they are that seems two likely. different things. And most <clears throat> things are mixed with water. Right. Or around the same density as water. Let's assume that's true. <laughs> to assume that's true. Okay. I still hate it. Because <laughs> then if someone says, give me an ounce of peanut butter, what uh, do you yeah. do? What do you do? The weight. The weight? I wouldn't consider peanut butter a liquid. Okay. What if you, what if it's melted? What if you put it in the microwave? I mean, it's still peanut butter. Yeah, but it's like more, still, of, a li- it's more of a liquid. It's yeah, cookie. but I, I still think about it at room temperature. Okay. What about maple syrup? Give me an ounce of maple syrup. No, I put yeah. an ounce. Yeah. It's a little iffy. It is. We're getting in between here. <laughs> uh, I agree. You know, jam. Ooh, an ounce of jam. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Is it different between jam and jelly? Oh, yeah, because they're fucking different things. Ooh, is that the boundary? No. If it's jam-like, you do... One thing. You do the liquid. I think you basically do whatever it says in the recipe, because it usually... No, it doesn't usually. ...says fluid ounces. Does it? When it's talking about fluid ounces. I've struggled with that. I've I've written a few... (laughs) You've written a few recipe books. Recipe uh, pieces of software that deal with recipes. Oh. It's just... It's a mess. It's a mess. It might be related well. to why I hate ounces. Yeah. Just like recipes. Yeah. Yeah, that seems unusual. I guess they're inconvenient, but I don't hate them. No, I hate them. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm firmly against whoever decided that ounces should be in two different <laughs> dimensions. Are you thinking about getting a divorce? What? There's a I'm offended. Divorce API? So, uh, no. The answer no. is no. Yeah. To which? Um, <laughs> I am not thinking about getting a divorce. Okay. But um, in my in my career, in our industry, our industry, um, we have to write what are called APIs. 
for those of you listening. Yep. Let me just spell that out for you. Application programming interface. Ooh. Doesn't help at all. What is that? Um, so you have these, basically you have these nouns and verbs, right? You got the nouns that you can act on a certain thing and perform a verb to that thing. And that's how you, how you describe the capabilities of your, uh, your service that you have. Yes. Right. So if you have accounts, maybe you can create accounts, you can delete accounts, you can update accounts, right? Yep. Pretty common stuff. Um, so the verbs usually like accounts, blog posts. Do you mean the nouns? Sorry, the nouns, the nouns. Uh, yeah. Whatever resource your application is generating, storing, updating, right, acting on. Um, Do you think marriages should be a resource? <laughs> so this past week in a, uh, in a project <laughs> working on, there was, uh, there was a problem where if you uh, update your marital status, um, it was not completely going away. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you say, no, I'm no longer married, um, there was some, uh, some residue there of the details of your, of your partner. I mean, so like real life. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's a messy, it was a messy <laughs> thing. Divorce. Um, so you had to write a divorce. I was able to have the conversation where we talk about, um, which <laughs> noun do we want to act on here? Should this be a marriage's destroy endpoint, a delete to a marriage, or is it a creation of a divorce? Mm. Right. And I don't know which is more optimistic or pessimistic. Well, creating sounds nice, right? You're like, I'm, I'm creating something, but you're right. creating a divorce, which is a horrible thing. <laughs> right. Whereas, but you're also Whereas a marriage is a nice thing, but you're deleting it. So it's like, yeah. How do you... But I guess divorce has a connotation to it, that you actually got divorced. Right. Whereas you could be deleting a marriage because someone died. Oh. Or... Um, That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Which is why, actually, I, I think is why we ended up going with the divorce. Is that... Create. <laughs> that's, that's not the reason why, but you're just like backfilling now. It might be. It might be why. But you don't remember? Well, I didn't actually build the thing. Uh, so this was like a conversation you had with someone else. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. On the project I'm working on, but yeah. I, I didn't do it myself. Um, but yeah, it was just a fun kind of rare conversation about <laughs> acting on a divorce in my uh, in our line of work. It's kind of funny. I'm glad you find divorce funny. Uh, yeah, me too, actually. I mean, if I found it really sad, that probably means that I've been divorced. I, yeah. But I was being, uh, facetious. Yeah. Or sarcastic. I don't know what I was being. No. I'm basically not happy. You're, oh, you're not happy. Yeah. That I'm, I'm opposite of what I said. Yeah. It's to anyone who's been divorced. I'm sorry for being insensitive. <laughs> I'm happy yeah. that you're divorced. I'm not divorced. Oh, okay. <sighs> That's better. Yeah. I, I think you saved that. Okay, good. I think it's uh, time for an intermission. I just poured myself a beer. Okay. So that seems like a... Let's intermiss. Let's... Mm.
I'm tempted to bring these headphones with me um, for my recording session this weekend. They don't have headphones? They do have headphones. I think. Yeah, they have headphones. I mean, haven't you been there? No, I've never been there. Oh. The practice space is different from the recording studio. I see. The recording studio is in Western Massachusetts. The recording studio from Western Massachusetts. Right. Uh, it's a it's an old church converted into a studio. Oh, that's cool. I think you've mentioned this before. There is an organ. Yep, I have. Okay, yep. that sounds. This. Here we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is bad because it, yeah, the the amount of episodes we've done, right? I think is directly in line with the amount of long term memory my brain has. <laughs> or like so, medium term. Yeah. So medium now you're going to start just repeating yourself over so, and over again. Sorry about that. Yep. Um, you're welcome. I'm sorry. I mean, that was like last episode or the episode before, so. <sighs> really bad that <laughs> doesn't help that we drink but where did you go this weekend um i so went, that we couldn't record i went to the state of maine ask me anything why is it called maine don't know ask me other things um it's next to the ocean uh yeah that's true yeah um lobster they have lobsters they have lobsters i didn't have any of that uh bears bears didn't see any bears um did not see any bears did you wear a jacket i wore a jacket only slightly you know what i didn't really wear my jacket huh i brought a pea coat a pea coat i have a, Is that coat. a coat that you pee in it's a coat made of green peas no <laughs> No, that's neither of those things are true. Um, I don't know why it's called a pea coat. Huh. It's a it's a wool coat. Wool made of wool. <laughs> Sorry, made of what? It's made of wool. Okay. W o o l like woo plus l wool. Uh, it's made of wool, and <laughs> I think I think at one point it was a naval um, coat. So and then it became a pea coat. If you wore, well, no, it wasn't called a naval coat. I'm just saying the origins of like the, the first people to wear it, I believe, were the navy were in the navy, and that style of coat is called a pea coat. And I is don't it, know why. Is it spelled P E A? P E A. Yep. Pea coat. This could be our etymology moment of the week. Yeah. All right. Let's think. Where about does this, this come from? Pea coat. What's your guess? What color is it? Uh, black. I don't have a guess. Um, okay, I'm going to guess black-eyed peas. That's, That's not a guess. <laughs> it's well, made of black-eyed peas okay. and wool. Where's the coat bit come from? Uh, it's a coat. Okay. <laughs> so that makes sense. those things combined. Pea coat. Is it referring to you? Are you a pea? Pea. Like oh, peas I'm are like in a, a pod? pea in a Oh, it's the pod. So Does it's it a look coat like... for a pea. I'm the pea. Does it look like a pod? <laughs> what does a pod look like? What are the distinguishing characteristics of a pod? Like, there would be no way to tell the difference between you and a banana at this point if you were in a pod. A giant... Um, wait, but that's a peel. Banana. That's a peel, not right. a pod. I think it's tough to tell the difference. A pod... <laughs> yeah, no, it is generally um, elongated. Yeah. And um, I feel like with a pod, you can see some contour... Of the inner, of the pea, yeah. inner peas. 
Yeah. Where, where just the a, banana is a smooth... Yeah, it's just a little something just to give you... A preview? Yeah, like a... It's like, so you know like what you Like a you're... tease of what's underneath. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas banana... Bananas, banana peel is thick. Right. I have no idea what's under there. I could open it and there could be peas. <laughs> uh, that's a whole different fruit vegetable entirely. Yeah. Like right. Um hmm. Yeah, pea coats are warm. They're very warm. Too warm. Like too warm <laughs> for, for this season. Uh for a second I had mentally substituted pea coat with like the shell of a pea. Wow. A pod. Yeah. Um <laughs> Okay, so it's really warm. So yeah, it's very warm. So I probably should have a, a spring slash fall jacket, but I don't really have that. Huh. I have a L.L. Bean rain jacket, yeah, which is very thin, and it's just for, you know, repelling rain off of you. <laughs> right. But not for keeping you warm. Hmm. Um, and then I have this pea coat, which keeps me very warm. Right. Too warm too, in this season. Too warm. So it's this kind of, a, it's kind of a conundrum. Where it's like, if it's, you know, 49 degrees out, do I just wear a hoodie? Right. Or do I upgrade to the pea coat? This is if a I'm question. Gonna be, if I'm going to be active, I'm going to get warm in the pea coat. If I'm going to be just sitting there, maybe, you know, I want the pea coat. Yeah. Can you stop saying pea coat? <laughs> Are you counting? <laughs> it, anyway, what was your question? What were you doing in Maine? Um, so, I uh, went there on a little vacation trip. Um, uh, Katie, Katie from Massachusetts and uh, I. Get away from the stress of recording and. Yeah, well, sort of yeah. All the, yeah. Um, the hum We had drum. a, a uh, gift certificate to a resort. Ooh. We went with, um, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law, I think. You think? All right. Quick question. <laughs> Define brother-in-law. It's the partner of your sister. Partner. Yes, that is one male. That partner is one valid of your sister. Valid uh, definition. The partner of my sister. Right. Right. Okay. I guess male isn't required if they want to be referred to <clears throat> as brother-in-law. That's fine. Um. Is that have to be a married partner? Um, married male partner? I don't think so. I don't think. No. I don't think people should have to be married. Ever to be in law, right? Okay, in law. So, what if you have a a the sister of your wife? She would be your sister in law. Yes. What would you call her partner? Uh, brother male brother in law. Okay. Right. My brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law. Yeah. It's just a very, it's not a very specific term, right? Because right. like, it doesn't tell you all the information, right? Right. The in-law part is just like. Well, it's the same. It can be the same with um, cousins. Mm-hmm. Like I think uh, the cousin of your parents is still your cousin. Oh, I actually, I'm actually pretty good at this. I like yeah. to show this part. Off. It's like a bar trick that I have. <laughs> What do you what do you have questions about cousins? I don't have a question. I no. What did I you say? About saying... cousins? <laughs> no, please have a question. <laughs> say it again. So the cousin of your parents is also your cousin. Um. Okay. So if my say my my dad has a first cousin. 
Yes. Okay. You said that is also my cousin. Yes. Actually, more accurately. Right. My dad's first cousin would be my cousin once removed. Okay. 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 If my dad's first cousin has a kid. Yep. That kid would be my second cousin. Okay. So it's about what level, what generation you're on. Right. Right. If your first cousins, you're on the same generation. Second cousins, you're still on the same generation, but it's lower from the first cousin generation. Right. If you go diagonal, that's when you get the removed. Right. Ah. Uh. So the removed is like, you can be twice removed when it, that's when it gets weird. When you're off two generations. So if you have a first cousin and yep. they have a grandchild, you are first cousins twice removed to that grandchild. Because it's two generations off from you. Okay. It's a way of denoting that offset. What would be a uncle twice removed? Oh, that's... I gotta think about that. <laughs> that's, uh... No. No? That's Wait. a cousin? No, you can only do cousins. Uh, you can only do cousins? You can only remove cousins. You can only remove cousins. <laughs> yeah. Multiple times, but only cousins. Yeah. In, in tears. You only have first, second, and third cousins. I can't have a second uncle. <laughs> well, yeah, you have your first uncle and then your second <laughs> uncle. But I don't know how you're counting those, and that gets that gets a little right gray area. Um, so Maine. Oh yeah, Maine. What, what? you so, had a resort um, with yeah. your in-laws, not your cousins. We could define define a resort, but I think our listeners are getting a little tired of etymology <laughs> at this point. Um, we we had a hotel, a nice hotel, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, with a pub and a and a pool, and uh, a hot tub and a Roman bath. What? <laughs> okay, you're grinning like I'm just grinning because I I know I just wanted to ask what a Roman bath is, because um, I still don't really know, but uh, you're not gonna ask. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so we say yeah, we had gift certificates um, from my in laws. Okay. From Christmas to go to this resort that they like in Maine. And it's really nice. In-laws, you'd usually be talking about your mother and father-in-law? Your parents-in-law. Right, right. Right. So when you said in-laws there, you had the gift certificate from your in-laws. Right. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, it was a great it was a great time. Cool. Um, People keep asking me, like, why wouldn't we didn't record on the weekend or something? Mm. And I never have an answer. I can never actually know where you're going. <laughs> I like that. It makes me sound more mysterious than I am. Right. Um, it's all very clearly defined in Google Calendar. <laughs> that you don't have access I to. I don't have access to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we're busy. It's a busy time. Busy time of the year. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was just a holiday. That was... A holiday? Va- sorry, a vacation. Vac- yes, it was a vacation. Right. Uh huh. And then this next weekend, I have the recording sessions with the band. Yep. Um, I I can I think my, I, uh, I can manage that. Yeah. So this weekend, I am not going to be recording either. Um, totally not going to break in and record anything. Mm. At um, the uh, the band recording session, or in my home, <laughs> where we are now. I mean. So one of those, you will? Neither. It's Neither. not, you shouldn't be suspicious. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be uh, making my second batch of beer. 
Oh, right. Which is quite exciting. So I asked you if I could borrow your watchula. Yes. And you told me to ask you about how you burnt yourself on right. the podcast because you thought that the listeners would be riveted. Rivet, yeah. By the tale. Yeah, yeah. I'm a great storyteller. Yeah? No, not really, but I'll try. Um, so a wart, wart... I always struggle with this. Wart. Oh. It looks like wart, but it's actually wart, how you say wart. Wart. With an E? Yeah, kind of. Why didn't they spell it that way? Yeah, great question. Wart. Um... It's so a wort chiller. So wort is what you call beer. We've probably done this. Yeah, yeah. Times. We've everyone knows what wort is. Okay. Why do you need to chill it though? Because you need to get it down to the temperature where the yeast won't die when you throw it in there. Thank you. That's and probably you need to much do it quicker than I would have done. And you need to do it quickly because quickly. You, you right because it's sterile and you don't want everything getting in there and fucking it up. <laughs> right. So the best, uh, fast-ish, economical way a home brewer does this is with this thing called a wort chiller. Right. Which looks kind of like a, a um, it's, it's a coil. Yep. It's just a metal hose. It's a metal hose. It's, so it's a coil. And then at the top, you have these two, um, the, the input and the output. Oh. Right. Yeah. I need connectors for those. Yeah. You need to figure that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with my help. But yeah. So you, you hook the, you hook water hoses to the input and the output. And the idea is you, um, you pump cold water through this coil right the coil is sitting in the beer in the wort excuse me it's not beer yet yep and um that the cold water transfer happens yeah. heat transfer i think um it's actually thermodynamics if right i get really but i think interesting about it i think people are comfortable with the idea of cold stuff cooling hot stuff, hot stuff? yeah cold stuff cools the hot stuff yep thermodynamically <laughs> and um Right. So, um, so you burnt yourself. So I burnt myself. So what I did one in one batch is I put the, what you want to do is put the coil, the wort chiller in the wort 15 minutes before it's actually done boiling. Right. So, so there's still, you're still doing the hops thing and, you know, yep. getting that all going. Um, right. So it sterilizes the, the metal and you don't have to worry about, you know, whatever gunk. I mean, you, you rinse it off, but it doesn't have to be completely sterile because you let right. the, the boiling work kind of do a little more work yep. for you um work 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 sorry uh so i put this chiller in the kettle yep and the two um the input and the output kind of hook over the tops of the kettle yeah right there's a goes up and they kind of branch down so you can put the hoses um connect the hoses to them yep so i had that going um and I forget why I was, I was like bending down um, next to the stove to pick up something that I dropped or I forget what it was. And immediately or suddenly I felt this extreme like piercing burn on my side. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And I look up and there's um, boiling water and steam shooting oh. out of because i didn't have the hoses connected to it oh and you'd left some water in there right so there was water left in the coil from before oh. and when i placed it in the hot yeah. boiling wort it boiled it oh god pretty quickly and just started squirting out on my side wow and so and i had a shirt on so it was just like yeah it's clinging know, there clinging to my skin Ooh. and i was worried like i had like a 
raised like burn on my side yeah for a while i was like oh this is probably second degree or something burn um i'm surprised i don't have a scar from it honestly i thought i was gonna have a scar but uh wow um which a brewing scar it's not the worst kind of scar to have like it's yeah there's slightly less cool ways to get a scar i mean there's definitely cooler ways to get a scar the um like nom or you know whatever like right the war but like brewing's like yeah it's so we've mentioned that. before on the podcast ernest hemingway yes who had a colorful life uh and he had a lot of scars from like oh. various things like plane crashes and uh, you know attacked by nazis and all sorts of other things mm-hmm. um but his biggest scar he's got this like huge um prominent scar on his face still uh well no he's dead but at the time mm-hmm. um and it's like the most obvious scar face scar on him yeah um and this scar he got from a pub restroom where he had um pulled what he thought was the flush for the toilet and ended up pulling a ceiling light <laughs> just down off of the just off of the down. ceiling oh my gosh um and into his face. <laughs> wow. Uh, was he intoxicated? Oh, almost all the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What was his uh, drink of choice? Whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah. He taught his cat to drink whiskey. He taught his cat to yeah. drink whiskey. His cat, no friends. That's what his cat was called. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. Whiskey and cream. Whiskey and cream. Mixed. Yeah. And he wrote. Um... So Bailey's. Right. Yeah. And he wrote, he wrote, uh, even this doesn't replace a wife and child. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm confused. The whiskey and cream doesn't replace a wife and child? A cat drinking with you. Oh, okay. Doesn't replace a wife and child. Yeah. Nice. His wife left him. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Wow. It's an interesting phenomenon that we have where we... Well, I don't know, like the, the rock star kind of persona mm. that we idolize right? of this person that's just out of control um, with some sort of substance, usually more than one, right? just losing it. Like, I don't know, I've always wondered how, how those things are related, right? The genius, the creative genius... The substance abuse, the idolization of that person. Wasn't it? I mean, isn't isn't it just that like the substance abuse leads to more creative ideas? Maybe, does it? Well yeah, because you forget about reality. (laughs) Okay. So you can tap into Right, like most most of the time and like this is true with um a lot of schools is that most of the time we teach ourselves to uh, get rid of all create creativity. Hmm. Um, so things like uh, dance and art and um, music, music are not um, core curriculum, right? In most schools, whereas math and science and um, English are, yeah. yeah. Um, and that stuff teaches you a bunch of rules and frameworks and strict laws on how the world is governed. 
has there i don't know though some mathematics can get really out there too like have, have there been mathematicians that have used sub- substances to potentially well, help their thought process i mean possibly yeah um but i think that's just so that you can think outside of the framework of the time right right yeah if you want to be a futuristic like it's not like right it's not like i want to like pass my math test right so i'll i'll get really drunk or like smoke weed or whatever it's like i need to like go the next level right and think outside of all of these all the structure that we currently have right and break through to the next dimension i think like um i don't know i do think that that's something that we tend to get rid of it in people like creativity Mm. isn't helpful in a lot of industry yeah um at least so historically it hasn't been very helpful yeah yeah uh like when you're farming or building houses or yep um doing anything that we needed to do to survive right um creativity didn't really help in most cases Hmm. um especially at the scale that we've been at recently Although I feel like being being resourceful, I think, is related to being creative, right? Like having limited so, resources and, and making the most of them. Right. I mean, there's an efficiency aspect to it, which is straight up straight math, but there's also like... But like when, when um, sort of Ford um, invented uh, his car... Mm-hmm. and um went In- through innovated with the assembly line and the... right and got that into mass production the last thing he needed was people on the production line being creative right he needed people to do the same task over and over again in the same in the exact same way right but he was creative yes and innovative right but the masses were not mm-hmm. and we've just sort of gone through a big sort of industrial period mm-hmm. in which um, the work, you know, previously the workforce of tomorrow, innovation wasn't something that was required for most people. Right. You needed a couple of innovators at the top mm-hmm. um, pushing the boundaries. Yep. And then you need the vast majority of people uh, not right. doing that. Before basically what we would call like thought workers or right. whatever. It was kind of just like rote like you show up you do you your job do your very specific yeah. thing over and over you get paid get paid yeah yep um and so i think like modern education is based around that yeah yeah huh it's funny i think i don't know i'm curious to see how how the kind of the software tech industry goes as ai and as kind of yeah automated higher level tools come into play like when when right. when the common well that's not really fair to say i don't know when anyone can build software easily like do you think that's a thing that is going to happen yeah i mean it's a thing that has been happening right i mean like a lot of people make excel spreadsheets right and that is kind of their way of making software Right. And, and making tools for themselves. And then a lot of times we will convert those things to a web application or some like easier to use thing that has better checks and validations and, and persistent data with multiple users and all that, that kind of stuff. Like 
we do those sorts of conversions. Um, but yeah, is it something we have to worry about of, of kind of catching the next Excel, the next level where it's like, oh, now I can just right. click a few things, make so, a solution. I think it was called uh, lithography, lithography. Where you lithography—it's so hard to say. Yeah, lithography. This was the yeah. uh, where you would put like the the letters into a printer, and um, like mass print newspapers, basically, the print a okay. printing press essentially. Yep. Um, so you'd have these like lead letters that you would um, typeset into a um, big paper. Is that, is that lithography? Um, maybe not. Okay, I don't know. A lithograph, I feel like I've seen, <laughs> this is the context that I'm aware of, lithograph. Yeah, it's a method of printing originally based on uh, oil and water. Okay. Um, the printing is from stone um, and a metal, uh, or a metal plate. Oh, like smooth. Neolithic is new stone age. Right. Lithography stone. Lithography. Oh, interesting. Lithograph is like, a lot of times you'll see in memorabilia. Right. You'll see there's a lithograph print of a Star Wars still, like from the movie, you will you can get a printing of a certain scene or whatever, and that's called a lithograph. But I don't know okay. why that's related. I guess the oil maybe printing. Anyway, sorry. Right. You were saying. So, um, like with the inventor of, with the invention of the um, modern computer and a printer, Mm -hmm. basically a whole industry went out of business. Right. With, and, the, with the 2D printer. Right. Yep. Um, with lith lithography. Um, so is that basically what you're w worried about? Is like the same thing going to happen with code? Kind of. Yeah. 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 Is it going to be this higher level I th thing? I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it I is don't, too. I don't think it's something to be worried about. I don't... In 10 years' time, I do not want to be writing... The same... The same stuff that I write today. The same level of of solutions. Right. right? You want to be building the solution to the solution that generates the solutions. or you like it's, Exactly. And I guess that's just how... Right. Technology has always worked. Yes. And the... Um, the further we go, the easier it will get and the more people can get involved. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I hope you're right. And I think you're right. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But I can't help but think like an old crony and be a little worried about like, where is my job going to be? Um, right. But it's, I think in our I mean, your job will be gone. Right. I hope. In that sense. Yeah. yeah. We want it to be gone. Um which is why I think that this industry really, um, if you want to have a long career in tech or mm. software or whatever, um, you really have to be a lifelong learner. Like you have to crave. <laughs> right. Um, you have to be curious. You have to always want to know how things work and how to make them better. Yep. And... Um, so it's cool. I think it's exciting. Yeah. Um, you know, part of excitement is a little bit of fear. Right. Where you're not sure where things are going. Right. I mean, that's why it's exciting. Right. 
Because you, um, yeah, you, you, it's not a sure thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of, part of the feeling. So, all right. I feel better. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I feel better about the future. <laughs> I'm scared for a second. Not sure why. Yeah. But yeah. Do you think the internet could be conscious? Ooh. Consciousness. Right. Here we are. Yeah. It's the end of the end of the episode. So <laughs> we have to, to consciousness. We have to talk about this. Um, great question. So it's a network, right? It could be, is it a neural network? It could be doing things on a larger scale than we're capable of monitoring. Like we monitor individual yeah, servers. Um, there was a, there is a, uh, Ted radio hour i was listening to okay i think i've actually listened to a couple times they do some repeats are you aware of the podcast yes i mean it's just it's ted talks yeah i like of, it is the yeah. interview i think we're talking about it yeah they do like the weird um audio um, stuff where they mash things together and yeah a little yeah, bit I like of that radio lab style in there too yeah. um but there's one on uh i forget what the the episode was but there's one clip about this um strange stock market phenomenon that happened Mm. with um so there's these high frequency trading is all based on you know just computers yes algorithms looking for certain things and selling or buying stocks when certain thresholds are hit right that they're calculating at all the time yeah. right and they're um the it's so competitive down to the nanosecond, millisecond, um, where if your program and your servers can connect and get the most up-to-date information faster than a different company, you have a great advantage. Yes. Right? You're seeing the newest data, and you can make Reacts. a better decision in yeah. that moment, whereas the next person, it'll be too late. The, the shares are already um, sold, so yeah. the price is lower or Higher, you know, whatever. Yeah. Your actions um, have changed the market. Yes. So it's like a Heisenberg thing or something, but, um, they, so they've, it's so important that they've built these, um, these channels of internet. <laughs> <laughs> they've built, Don't um, say <laughs> these fiber, fiber, uh, optical fiber, um, networks from okay like new york to chicago okay like a single company i think has built these just to um get faster access to the data of the new york stock exchange for example right. from chicago yep so they can make decisions in pseudo real time and have that advantage yeah anyway um so this TED Talk was all about kind of AI and how we can't really understand it. We've created this thing that we don't really understand anymore. Right. And on a certain, there was this event that happened um, in the stock market. I forget what year it was, a few years ago, where there was basically a, a small crash on a, on a specific day where everything just dipped down like instantly. Like so, like mm. in the matter of seconds the entire market just took a weird dive and everyone was like, what? Like to this day, yeah. 
we still don't know, like the experts still don't know exactly why it happened. Huh. But they know that it, a lot of it was high frequency trading. And right. These algorithms that all saw this same trend and all, you know, probably sold a certain stock right. and took a nosedive. The yeah. whole market took a nosedive. Huh. So it's like, how have we, I think it's a really interesting question of like, we build these machine learning algorithms right that just take in data see patterns it's not like a it's not like two plus two or like some like thing that you can just read the code right and see like oh this is what it's doing exactly it did this 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 yeah it's this higher level thing where it's like you just feed this data in and it looks for trends right patterns i don't understand it all that well because i haven't done much of that but it yeah. acts on this data in ways that we can't exactly predict. Right. Which is a really cool and a little bit of a scary proposition. Um, yeah. But I thought that was a neat kind of symptom of that. I can see it being, um, I can see people thinking that it's scary because it's something that's out of our control. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not dissimilar from the way we behave. Yeah, like we take a bunch of inputs and you can't be entirely sure how we will react to it. Yeah. Um, True. Um, we're even worse because we have like, um, we have so many inputs. Uh, like we have a bunch of inputs which are dependent on the chemicals that our body are pro- bodies are producing. Right. Yeah. That's gonna um, that's gonna be something interesting about AI. Mm-hmm. This I can't think of a reason why it would have an off day. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like I definitely like I have days where. I mean, the hard, not, if the hard drive's full, right? Yeah. Like if the <laughs> yeah. if the data corpus <laughs> is sluggish. <laughs> um, yeah, mechanical hangover. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. For our virtual overlords. Yeah, I, I, I'm infinitely curious to see where it will, <laughs> I'm where ready. It will land. Ready for the day. Um, I was listening to another a podcast. You listen to another other, podcast other than this other one. Other podcasts? I know. it's. Uh... You don't just listen to Hunchpig on repeat? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> um, no. Sometimes. Um, listening to... Have I talked about Sam Harris before? No. He is a... Or I've forgotten. That's also very possible. He is a kind of a controversial... Um, he's a neuroscientist. Okay. Um, I think that's what he is. Um, he's also... <laughs> I get really confused about neuroscience, brain words, brain words, brain science words, all the words. Yeah. All the words are brain neuropsychology. I don't know. Um, but he is a kind of an influential atheist person. Um, intellectual atheist. Okay. Influential. Influential. Okay. So, and you know, whatever. Right. Um, he's written a lot of books about the nature of, the mind and consciousness and kind of spirituality right without religion and and yep. 
morality without religion. He has these ideas that um, you can um, you can develop immorality without religion. You can re- develop it right. through science. Uh, and is he a humanist? Uh, I think so. Or a transhumanist? <sighs> a tra- sure. a trans. Sure what those mean? So, um, so I think a humanist is what you're describing, where you. Um, uh, basically, your basically your belief is in the human race. Yes, uh, like just because there isn't a god um, doesn't mean everything is doomed. Like right, we, we and can that there is no morality and no right yes. and wrong. These yep. are all things. That, yep. Yeah. So I would I would categorize him um, and as a, that. a transhumanist. Um, I think is the idea that uh, we should be improving ourselves with technology. Okay. Uh, so sort of like cyborg things and. Um, Yep. Enhancement on the human body. Cool. So I went to a um, transhumanist um, thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. It was kind of like a meetup, but it was a day of lectures, essentially. Okay. Where people were talking about um, uh, things like um, uh, bio cities and things like that, where you uh, like cover... Bio the, cities. Yeah, where you like cover the sides of buildings in um, plants. Yep. and whatnot and uh you use like human... oh like a biome a biodome right, right. sure where you yeah great film you basically um have everything being recycled and that okay. kind of thing um compost yeah yeah all that stuff uh but one of the people who was talking at this was a guy called kevin warwick um who is a professor at the university of reading mm-hmm. um and he is the closest thing to a cyborg i've ever Oh, wow. Met. So um, he has a, uh, he's had surgery to put a wire into his um, left arm, into the largest neuron that runs up his arm. Oh, yes. And he just plugs um, random devices into it uh, that then give him additional sensors. Yes. So things like he'll wear like an ultrasound sensor. Right. And over time, will um, develop the ability to tell how far something is away from him. So weird. Which is a sense that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Like, we're very bad at judging distances. We have talked about this before, but I don't know if it's on the podcast. And okay. I don't know if we should have, like, a code word for that. Because <laughs> I, like, I want to talk about it. Right. But you don't know if we have. But it's fine. I mean, yeah. I know we have, but I don't know if it's been recorded. Interesting. But it's fascinating. It is. So yeah. he takes basically random inputs into his body. Yeah. Into through, his nervous through system. Through his neural network. Yeah. Into his brain. And he gets um, um, additional senses, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other... Just by kind of mapping these inputs to something meaningful. Right. Over time. Yeah. Can say, okay. And he he's so weird so he spoke about the the stuff that he's plugged in but he also spoke about the uh sensation that he gets from it yeah um because someone asked well like is it painful because essentially you're sending electrical signals into a neuron into your arm yep um and he said it's not painful but it it doesn't feel good either it's just sort of like another thing that you feel it's like is feeling a wall a sixth sense <laughs> yeah but like really it's right you are sensing it it's not hurting you right it's not helping you yeah it's just another input it's a thing right 
And he said, like, when you touch walls or touch anything, mm-hmm. like, is that something that, you know, makes you feel good, makes you feel bad? Like, just, it's just there. It's just a thing. Right. That you are sensing. You receive it. You right. You take it in, but it's neither. Um, yeah. And he said, like, it takes a while to sort of, for your brain to calibrate. <laughs> because you can reason about, okay, what does this mean? Oh, it means this. And... You know, if you do it enough, your brain makes the connection and you just do it automatically. It's wacky. Um, you can invent senses through right. bionic um, additions. <laughs> so the other thing, so this doesn't just, um, the idea is this is that this connection doesn't just write, it also reads. Um, and so, he, right. yes. Again? So when your brain said signals. Oh, it reads from your brain? Right. So when your brain sends signals to your hand to move, mm-hmm. um, basically he can read these from the, what is essentially a USB port in his arm. Yeah. And so he's... Um, uh, Intercepting. Well, so he can send a signal over like an internet connection or something and move a <laughs> um, oh, cybernetic gosh. hand. Yep. Um, and it just mimics what he does. With that, he's actually doing that. Right. So he's just there going like, la-di-da-di-da, like wiggling his fingers. And there's a cybernetic hand like in Japan or something oh, wiggling its fingers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. In the same way. Yeah. <sighs> That's so cool. Um, wow. He's also, he's he's like a mad scientist. Yes. Um, so he, when he did it, it was, um, oh God, like... A while ago now, um, at least six years ago, because that's when I was in the UK and saw him. Yeah. Uh, when he did it, um, you know, the technology wasn't something new. Like, he basically invented the surgery and found a crazy surgeon who would do it for him. Um, but um, more recently, his wife has also had a similar surgery that was much uh, less invasive underground surgeries kind of reminds me of minority report where you get your eyes burned off yeah so they can't detect who you are right (laughs) um anyway but his wife has had it done and so she has a port into her arm this is much smaller than his port um and they've connected up to each other okay to see what that feels like through the internet no just like with a wire directly okay yeah (sighs) wow yeah and so you can feel another person like their thoughts and their... Well, I mean, no, because your thoughts don't go down into your arm. Well, okay, what is a thought? Do you, ha- do you right. have to think to... I guess, I don't know. Like, if I want to move... I want to pick up this pen... Well, I mean, if you're thinking about something, does your hand react to it? Not all the time. True. So, there's no reason that um, a signal would go down your arm. Your brain would sort that out. Right. There are things confined to within your mind. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. I can see like two different people in that audience, right, at that place would take that information and that person and his findings and his science to, in two very different ways. Right. If one person is not ready or not excited about the idea that basically humans are machines right because that's kind of what it's saying is that like we are we can interface with 
machines. I think that's what people find. Some people are excited by that. Some people are completely frightened and don't want to believe that that is a thing. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I've mentioned this before. Like, yeah. I think that's what people are most terrified about is not when does an AI become conscious, but when do we be simplified to just a machine? Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> um, I have received a, um, I think it's a telegraph. Oh, what's a telegraph? Um, something that's sent over. What's a telegram? No, I, I think it's a telegram. I mean, a telegram is still sent over like a phone line, I guess. Okay, it's just a gram. A telegram. We know that teller means remote. Oh, we've done this. Yeah, because we yeah. talked about television. Right. A gram. Telegram. So it's you're transporting a unit of mass. Yeah, some weight. Over a distance. Yeah, exactly. See, so it's obviously like throwing a stone. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, someone gave this to me recently. Yeah. Um, for Massachusetts, uh, Kathleen. And uh, it says, do you know what it says? I, no, I don't. I, it says, breaking news. Oh, Trump wins New York. Is that breaking news? Apparently. Um, it is news. Yep. To us. We did not know that. Um, so it's news. And it uh, it broke. Because... Yeah. Who won on the in the other party? The, the Democratic Party? Uh, you know, I'm going to Google that. Because I am very <laughs> curious. Actually. Yeah. Um, so I know that Hillary that's Clinton... Her home, that's her home state? I'm uh, a foreigner here, so if that's wrong... Whose home state? Hillary's. So, well, that's debatable. That, okay. Her home... She has three home states, I believe. Um, I think she's from Illinanda. I just, okay. <laughs> I just combined Illinois and Indiana because I'm not sure. Okay. I think it's Illinois. Uh, okay. That's Indiana. where Chicago is. Yeah. Chicago, Illinois. One of those, maybe. She's from one of those. Okay. Technically. Yeah. And then she, with her husband, Bill... Yes. Um, lived in Arkansas for quite a while. Okay. He was the governor, I believe. Of Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. Um, and then... They're in New York. New York is... They have a home in New York. <laughs> uh, okay. And uh, yeah, so... Yeah. And then Bernie Sanders... Right. From Brooklyn. He's uh, from Brooklyn. Okay. He's currently in Vermont. Senator in Vermont. So that's his home state? So that's his home state, actually. So why is New York not Hillary's home state? Because she wasn't... uh, She did not grow up in New York. I mean, did Bernie grow up in Vermont? No, he grew up in Brooklyn, which is in New York. So New York's his home state. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Vermont was his home state. Well, no. No. (laughs) I mean, that's where his home is. Are you saying that... The no, candidate, no, what's a home the, state? Are you saying that the candidate that you like has different rules from the candidate that you're less fond of? No, no, no. No? I don't think so. No? I'm saying a home state is where you grew up as a child. Okay. Which is where Bernie Sanders grew up. Okay. But everyone says his home state is Vermont. Do they? Okay. Well. Well, you just said that. Did I? <laughs> no. Yeah. Who's on first? 
All right, I'm going to look up this okay. yeah, yeah. primary result. Okay, so Trump Trump won New York. Is this is this something that's surprising? Um, upsetting? Um, oh, oh goodness. Um, so I I think the polls... Yeah, the polls said he was going to win. Okay. But so this margin is impressive. It's not surprising. Do you have any guesses? So only 38% are reporting, first of all, which is lowish. Well, do you... Sorry, what does that mean? That means that um, 38% of the um, uh, counties... Electorate? Sure. I don't know if it's actually the population or the... Yeah, probably the population of New York. I don't know. Okay. Counties? 38% of something. Of the... Of the... Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Of New York. Of New York has reported. Um, So, Wow. Do you want to guess what Trump's percentage? So, yeah, guess his percentage of votes so far. Um, 70? 62.8%. Okay. This is with only 127,000 votes in? That seems very low. Well, how many people go out to vote for primaries? I mean, New York is big. Right. Millions. I don't know. But how many people go out to vote in primaries? Millions, I think. Uh, Kasich at 23% and Cruz at 14%. Ted Cruz is terrifying. He is terrifying. Like, not just... Like, just ignoring everything about his policies and what he would like to do Yep. if he was elected. But just the stories that come out in interviews with him... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think, I hope we're referring to the same thing. Right. So, there was an interview with the both of them, uh, with... Ted Cruz and his wife. His wife, Heidi. And I don't know how they got on this subject. Right. But they talked about their honeymoon. Yep. And post-honeymoon, Ted and Heidi Cruz, Ted Cruz, I should say. Hmm. Specifically Ted Cruz. On his own. On his own. They got home from the honeymoon. (laughs) Supposedly had a great time. I don't know. Yeah, got home, and he went to the store, the grocery store, purchased literally 100 cans of condensed Campbell's soup. Yeah. And brought them home. His wife found them and said, "What? why did you buy 100, 100 cans? cans of soup? And he like, said, I'm going to cook for you. Like, I'm going to cook for you now. Like, we're, I don't know, we're living together, we're married, I don't know. Yeah. And he said... No, I don't think you'll do that. We need the soup. We got to have the soup. Right. In case you, you don't cook for, for us. Right. And just this weird... Yeah. And then, so, but what's weird is then she was... The conversation didn't continue past that. Oh, it didn't? So then they went to bed. Oh, okay. Right. And Heidi got up early in the morning and decided, no, fuck this. I'm going to take all the soup back. Yeah, this is weird. Like, why doesn't my husband trust me? No, I mean it... No. Okay. Okay, she didn't give any... All right, yeah. I shouldn't read into what... Right. Okay. I'm going to take all the soup back. I'm going to take the soup back. So she went and took the hundred cans of soup back. Yeah. And drove home. Yeah. And then called her mum. Right. And asked her mother whether she had made the right decision. (laughs) (laughs) Save your questions. Yep. So then she, 
Her mother tells her, no, you've made the wrong decision. You need to go back and get the soup. <laughs> Save your questions. <laughs> so hard. So then she, she told, goes back. She told Ted Cruz, I think. And then she went back and got the soup. Okay. So she went back, rebought all, all the 100, 100 cans, of, cans soup. of soup. Save their marriage. Yeah. Maybe. Every step of this story has questions. <laughs> It's very, um, it's, like, it's, it's fraught. I would call it fraught. Yeah, like, okay, sure. Why did Ted Cruz buy 100 cans of soup? I don't know. Maybe he was in an odd mood. Why did they not talk about it? Why did, Why was she just content with, yeah, so, okay, I guess you don't trust me. The, why did she uh, sleep on it? <laughs> and then in the early hours of the morning, before her new husband has woken up, yeah. did she take back the one... Yeah. Like before dawn has broke. It's a weird, it almost feels biblical. Why that like subterfuge? Before, before the the uh the rooster crows three times and then you must yeah. return a hundred cans. And then she gets there and she does it and the, it's done. And, and then it, she turns the, soup into wine and like this is the second place know. the story should have ended. But no, it goes on. Why Why did she then call her mum to, like, second-guess her decision? Yeah, it's so weird. It's why, so did, weird. why did her mum then say, like, no, obviously you're wrong. You, Yeah. It makes no sense. It's fucking um, weird. So, breaking news. Hillary won New York. She beat Trump. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, a lot of dancing happening. Yep. Um... I'm I don't not, understand. Where are you getting this breaking news from? I'm uh, not. I'm not dancing. I never dance. There's a Katie in Massachusetts, um, or was it Kathleen? There's no such thing as ghosts. Is this like a Urkel Stefan situation? Urkel Stefan? I'm just gonna let that. It's it's not. It's fine. Okay. Um, so I'm confused. So how did they? So Republicans. Um, so Trump has a hundred right now on Google. Has 153,000-ish votes. 150,000-ish votes. Right. 60%. 62. Clinton also has 60% right, right. now to Bernie's 39.8. She has 523,000. I mean, it's New York. It's um, a huge blue state. To Oh, okay. Big Democratic state, I guess. So I guess it wouldn't be surprising that there are four or five times the amount of Democrats. Seems like a lot, but does it? Yeah. Does it? Does it? Uh, yeah, three times. Wow. Does it? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Really? <laughs> Your voice going to keep getting higher. <laughs> do you know the SNL skit with... Um... Nope. Okay. I can guarantee I do not. That's fair. There's a great skit that's basically the is it voice. Okay. Um... Where basically this guy um, makes insane claims, and there are like there plays on words, plays on play puns, play on words, plays on word, puns? plays on words, puns is an easier way to say it. Yeah, kind of. But he's like he thinks he's saying real things, but they're just slightly wrong because they're just a little different. But they kind of rhyme with the right thing, and it's like no. I think it's actually that's how it is and they're like i don't know about that and he's like 
Okay. Like, not how much. And he gets really, really up there. Right. Anyway, it's great. You should watch that show. It sounds great. <laughs> really sold it. <laughs> you really can't. Yeah. I think describing SNL is just makes it way worse than how it actually is. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it when they actually watch it. So when I describe it, it makes it even worse than that. So <laughs> I um it's rough. I don't want to talk too much about politics, but I am morbidly curious. Morbidly. Uh what are delegates? Just delegates, not super delegates. Or both. I have a follow up question. Sure. <laughs> okay. So states have. I wish this wasn't even a question. Yeah, a certain number of delegates, and it's different for each state, and it's dependent on their population. So it's very confusing. Okay. Um, Yes, that Um, doesn't sound confusing. Sounds like I understand exactly what each state has a certain amount of delegates. Yeah, which is proportional to the amount of senators and. Uh, representatives they have in their state, I uh, believe. So, which and how many? Which we, you would call them congressmen as a total. I thought every I hope, state. I hope this hasn't changed since elementary school. And I, have, <laughs> I hope I remember everything. I thought everyone had the same number of something. Everyone uh, had two. Yes, everyone. Yes, which is why Paris. smaller states are. Um, what's the word? Disproportionately represented. Yes. Right, because every state has two senators. Oh, I hope this is true. <laughs> every state has two senators. Every state, okay. But their their representatives are based on their population. Okay. Right, the amount of representatives they have. So the number of delegates are those is based on their population the plus same. two. Same. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think. Okay. So, for example, so Rhode Island has two. Small population. Right. California has two. Sorry, based on senators. Right. Right. And then plus the amount based on population, whatever. Right. So it slightly prefers smaller states in population. That's fine. Okay. So so every state has that many delegates total. Right. Some states award, if you win that state, you get all of their delegates. I forget what that's called. If that's called a thing. what? Other states, if you, it's proportional to how many votes you had in that state. So you can get partial delegates from a state. Okay. Now, so I it, don't know how many states do that, how many don't, and which ones they are. So it looks like to me, because I'm looking at the New York stuff because yep. you asked because you, this is breaking news. It's a big one, apparently. Yeah. Yep. I don't. I don't think it is. <laughs> okay. But it's a good example. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to look at the Democratic one because that has delegates. Yep. And the Republican one doesn't at the moment. But Clinton has 104 delegates. Yep. And 60% of the votes. Right. But Sand- Sanders has 85 delegates and 40% of the votes. Mm-hmm. So, Clinton has, like... 150% more votes right. than Sanders, but doesn't have 150% more delegates. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. 
Okay, there's a few possibilities here. Okay, number one. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Right? Yep. Very possible. Very. Number two, I kind of know what I'm talking about, but... Maybe it's a mix? It could be a mix. Could, that's that's the third option. Could it be Arias? I'm going to stick with number two for now. <laughs> number two is, I'm somewhat right, but the the number of votes is... is what am I trying to say? Um, maybe some of the uh, counties or because the representatives have a certain area, right? Right. So they're they would get delegates for that certain area, right? Um, so the votes though are one by one. So there's a mismatch there of there could be a lot of votes, but the that area is not ready to say that this person won or not do you know what i mean oh okay so it's like not definitive enough for them to say yes you have this delegate or you don't that would make sense because 104 plus 85 which are the numbers at the moment Mm -hmm. is 189 and it says above that that there are 247 delegates right okay yep and 50 percent are reporting I don't know if you see that, but okay, yeah, I see that. If something, the other fifty percent are—they're not interested. <laughs> they're not going to report. Yes. Um, I will say that we are professional pundits. One hundred and eighty-nine delegates is not fifty percent of two hundred and forty-seven. Right. Wait. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I'm very yes. Okay. Right. So, so 50% are reporting, but some of them are like... I have more delegates Completely than decided. So the big ones have reported. Maybe? The big half. <laughs> the small half is still not sure. They have less votes. They want to double check. Yeah. The big half is like, fuck it, we know. Right. I answer. mean, not all halves are created equal. <laughs> so. Um, it gets weird. That's weird. Okay. Well, I mean, Republican has 95 delegates in New York and Democrat has... 247 so that's like one and a half times as many two and a half times as many huh this doesn't seem right i i'm I'm confused by all of it there are lots of numbers here and none of them yep match up to what i expect uh cool me neither so delegates are wait your uh your parents took the citizenship test yeah can we call them right now (laughs) Can we, can we phone a friend? I might. <laughs> they might actually know. Okay, I'll call them and ask. Yeah. To explain this. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll report back next week. <laughs> this is where I try really hard not to pretend like I'm on the other line of the phone and have a horrible accent that I make up. <laughs> You'd answer the phone with, hi, is this Matt's parents? Like, yeah. This is both of us. <laughs> huh. Okay. That, a lot of, a lot of questions. Cool, I lot guess. Of questions. I guess I care more if Trump wins um, the presidency mm-hmm. than if he wins New York. It's kind of incon- inconsequential. It's um, could he, be. It could be consequential. He won Boston. <sighs> I know. Bo- uh, Massachusetts by a, by a lot. Yeah, Boston and Massachusetts. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Is that the word that you'd use to describe it? It's sad. It's sad. I, his, um, well, I don't know. 
He's supposed to be getting less popular now, but it doesn't really look like that in the primaries. I mean, 62%. Right. Of all the and people. The closest, the closest to him is 23.6 Kasich right now. I mean, 60. Right? Like, it's, he has almost three times as many right. votes as 62%. the nearest person. 62% only leaves 38%. Yeah. So 20-something seems okay. Yeah. Cruz, 14%. That is uh, surprisingly low to me because I thought he was... <laughs> you thought he was popular? Well... Not in New York. I thought he was second, but Kasich is uh, looking pretty strong in this one. I don't know. My device has died. Blame Trump. I can't yet. Eh. <laughs> can't really blame him until he's president. Yeah, okay. Yeah, thanks Trump doesn't quite roll off the tongue like thanks Obama. <laughs> thanks Trump. <laughs> we good? Yep. We have a lot of questions. Yeah. Let's get some answers. Our next sponsorship is available. It's uh, either two or three dollars. You decide. It's a bad business model. <laughs> you decide. <laughs>